Hello again, beautiful friend. Thank you so much for listening today. Since this podcast is built on truth, vulnerability, and authenticity, we are keeping it real and reducing the fluff. You are getting the raw conversation of me with myself or another beautiful soul without any edits or anything else fancy. It's just a real conversation from the heart and I hope it is meaningful for you today. Hey friends, it is January 10th and I have no idea when you will listen to this because I'm still needing to launch the podcast, but when I feel called to share, I press record on my voice memo on my phone. So this shows you how simple a podcast can be to create. And I'm doing it from the closet floor. And the funny part about that is I made a cup of tea because I've been very sick to start the year. I am still struggling with the cough. Um, It's 1024 at night. I flipped a um, laundry basket upside down and that is my table for my tea and it's also holding my phone. So I just had to mention the scene because this whole thing of podcasting is a little bit far-fetched to me that I would even do this. And I want you to know that when you have a calling to do something, to create a sacred space of just honest conversation, that it can be as simple as an upside down um, laundry basket and a cup of tea and a phone. And that's it. So with that, why I wanted to record tonight was that um, tomorrow would have been my grandmother's 91st birthday. And as I was reflecting on last year and where I was and what I was doing and how my life has changed in a year, I was reminded of this exercise I did in a leadership training um, at Lead 24-7, which was an amazing training that I was in for a year. And around a year ago this time, we were starting to get close to wrapping up that session. And we did an exercise where we reflected on our life as if we were 95. So I found it really interesting last January because I was going through that exercise for a training while I was also kind of looking at my grandmother's life and hearing her stories and what stood out to her at her 90th year. And it was a really fascinating exercise to do. Um, I didn't go dig up what I wrote, but I do recall some of the questions that just really hit home when you put yourself as if you're at the end of your life and you ask yourself, what are you most proud of? What did you do that really made the most impact on your life? 
what would you do differently? What are the most meaningful relationships that you had? What are the things that lit you up the most? What would you do differently? And those may not have been the exact questions, but just kind of sitting in that phase of I'm at the end of my life and how do I feel about it? If you sit down and you ask yourself just a few of those types of questions, but imagine that you're at the end, there's nothing else you can change. When you reflect on that and you kind of envision what you want to feel like at the end of your life, And then the question at the end is, what are you doing about it today? You know, we're, we're in the beginning of the year, 2024, you know, it's January 10th. Actually, today is my brother's 45th birthday. So happy birthday, Ryan. Um, But when you get to this point where you think about, you know, we're in the beginning of the year and everybody's been setting these New Year's resolutions and intentions for the year and choosing a word, which I love to do as well. Um, it's, it's actually flip that on its head and say, what's my intention for my life? How do I want to feel in my last breath? What do I want to be most proud of? How do I want to have shown up? Um, I actually had a teacher in high school, Mr. McMahon, who was the most inspiring teacher I've had in my entire life. And he actually, as a teenager, asked us this question. And it was, what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? It's like, wow, that's that's so interesting. We, we sit in this life and we chase, you know, bigger paychecks and promotions and titles and cars and houses and all this stuff. But is that what people talk about at your funeral? Is that the meaningful part of life? We get so lost in this culture of consumer, go and buy and do and chase all this stuff. And it's like, why do we do that? What is the purpose? And when you actually stop and reflect on life, you realize that the relationships that you have and the presence that you have in the current moment is the most valuable thing. And so I've actually spent the last 10 days, as I mentioned, pretty sick. Um, I found myself in the weakness of not being able to process a book or a podcast. I, I just mindlessly was scrolling social media And I did that for several days out of not sure what else to do with myself. Can only watch so many movies and rest in bed. And so it's just easier to get lost in the scroll. And it was amazing. No individual thing that I saw or read 
made me feel inferior or made me question myself. But after a few days of this mindless scrolling, I found myself in a place of imposter syndrome, negative self-talk. Who do you think you are? You're not enough. You should be doing that and this and that. And look at all those people. And it was so detrimental to my mindset. And as a high performance coach and someone who should show up really well, I was like, wow, I suck. I'm supposed to be helping people on their journey. And like, how did I just lose myself by being sick? (laughs) How did I just get lost in my head? In the first 10 days of a new year when like, you should be the role model of accomplishment and high performance and if anyone's going to start the year well it's you um and so I actually look at the last 10 days of experience and going through that and feeling pretty shitty about myself and then having the self-doubt and then having it be my grandma's birthday tomorrow and reflecting on last year and reflecting on all sorts of things and meeting with my coach, my own coach yesterday and um, just getting pulled out of the weeds of that. I felt so called to share that when you really want to live a life that you're so proud of and happy with and content and joyful and inspired is to actually think longer than just 2024. It's to actually think about in the last moments of your life, how do you want to feel? What will you wish you would have changed? How do you wish you would have shown up? Then you need to go do those things now. Let that life reflection be your guide. When I did that last year and answered some of those questions about how I was showing up and writing it as if I was 95, (laughs) when the question, the last question came and said, so what are you doing about it today? I was like, holy cow, I'm living so out of alignment with who I want to be. I'm working in a job that is not serving me. It's not lighting me up. And I know what lights me up. What am I doing? I know what I'm put on this earth to do. So why am I letting myself do this? Um, It's just, it's really important to take those pauses and reflect on your life in such bigger terms than just this year. It's okay to go through these down moments of question. I think I actually had to experience everything the last 10 days to really get me set on my path. I had to re-experience some massive imposter syndrome and self-doubt and question to actually let that go. To, to see how easy it is to get there and to remind myself to not get lost in the scroll, 
to not get lost in the comparison game. Um, before my event in December, I met with uh, a coach and spiritual leader. She's amazing. Brittany Carmichael. She was someone I met at Brendan Bouchard's coaching summit last September. And I, I can't remember what I record, so I may have mentioned her before. But we had a session um, the week of my event and we talked about things and I talked about all the things I wanted to do in my business and this year and all the nudges I've had and all the downloads and all the callings and I want to do all the things. I want to write the book. I want to start the podcast. I want to serve so many clients. I want to light up so many hearts. I want to do all this stuff, like almost so much. It's overwhelming. Have courses and and lead group coaching and create community and have retreats and have events and like, oh my God, what am like who do you think you are, Wonder Woman? So in the session, Brittany talked about her and her husband's rule of seven or above. And I want to leave you with this because I think as you reflect on your life and you really are saying, hey, what's important to me? How do I want to feel at the end of my life? The way to actually tackle that day to day and this seven or above rule has come up in conversations I've had lately. It's been on my mind a lot as I've been trying to figure out where I'm stepping forward. And I know that they have a great podcast about this rule. So I'll figure out how to drop the reference to that and mention um, the amazing Brittany for what she is and what they have to explain about it. But the gist of it is that you only choose things that are a seven or above for you, which really means you're just choosing things that are in alignment with who you are, how you feel, who you want to be. And so we bring together in that space of kind of checking in, you know, we often and we're kind of taught in the way we're raised to not really check in with ourselves often and say, how does this make you feel? It's like we're raised to go and do and achieve and accomplish more. And and so often we're not checking in. And so checking in with yourself and saying, yeah, how do I feel about this? Is it a seven or above? Do I really, on a scale of one to 10, am I seven or higher that I want to do this? And when you do that, you bring together the feminine energy of checking in with how you feel, which is so important. That's your knowing. That's your gut instinct. That's your intuition talking. But we we love to live in the masculine energy, which is like make decisions and do. And so putting a number on it kind of gives you that sense of that masculine energy. Like, okay, I can point to a number. It feels very objective. And I kind of said for 2024, I'm going to do only the things that feel like seven or above. And that is what I put out into the world, who I spend my time with, where I go, what I do, what I eat, what I drink. Now, in the first 10 days, am I perfect at that? No. Have I done some things where I've actually said to myself, wait a second, this feels more like a five or a four. What am I doing? Yes, but just being aware of that and thinking about 
how things make you feel, it doesn't maybe mean that you act right away or that you walk away from every relationship or friendship or um, situation that is not a seven or above. We do a lot of things out of the kindness of our hearts and to you know, show up well in the world and to be a good friend and a good daughter and a good sister and a good mom. But we owe it to ourselves and everyone around us to give ourselves permission to do what lights us up. It feels selfish to say, well, I'm going to do everything that's a seven or above for me. Yeah, it feels selfish because we often, especially as women, don't give ourselves permission to take care of us. But when we do, we light ourselves up and we actually show up better for everyone else when we take care of ourselves. And we also give everyone around us permission to check in with themselves, to evaluate their own seven or above, and then to decide where to go next. What a gift to your children, to your spouse, to give your friends and your parents like space for them to feel like they can say no too. And that you don't have to explain it necessarily. You just get to check in and say, how do I feel? And maybe you do some things that are going in, you think it's a five and coming out, you're like, wow, that was actually a two. Okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. But next time, choose better. See how things make you feel. Start checking in with what lights you up every day and what is not lighting you up. What is dragging you down? And if you start in the direction of more things lighting you up and more things that are seven or above, and you start turning off some things that are especially low, like a zero or a two or a four, your life is going to start to head in the direction of that purposeful way you want to leave this earth. You're going to feel in your last moments proud of how you showed up. And I'm not going to remember the author in the book, but there's the one um, that's about the, it's like the five regrets of the dying. I'm going to say it wrong. I'll try to reference that too. But um, I think number one or very high on that top five list, definitely on the list is not living in alignment with themselves, not choosing what they knew was right, not making the decisions, not doing more of what made them happy. It's like they lived for everyone else. Why did I do that? I worked too much. I, I stayed in a relationship that was super unhealthy. I, you know, I took care of everyone else and never myself. God, is that what you want to think about in the last days, the last breath, the last moment? No. So spend some time really reflecting on the big picture of your life. Think about the end of your life. Don't think about just this year and this work and this next promotion and this next pay raise and that car. Like think about your actual deathbed. It sounds kind of creepy. I think Jay Shetty mentions it in his book, um, Think Like a Monk. It's like in the last, somewhere he talks about the 
like the death meditation, but it's like the, the end of your life meditation where you actually put yourself there and you reflect and you get clarity about what the hell this whole thing is about. And then make decisions today that are in alignment. Start choosing the seven or above. Start choosing you. Start choosing what you know is right. And your future self will be so freaking proud, so happy, so fulfilled, so ready for the end of your life because damn it, you did it. You did the things you always wanted to do. We're only afraid to die because we need more time to do the shit we want to do. Like, whoa, do it now. Like, write the freaking book, do the podcast, do the thing that lights you up. Leave the job, go to the mission that makes you on fire. Just freaking do it. It's, it's life is so short. We don't know what our last day is. We don't always get to live to 90 or 95. I have plenty of friends who are already gone. So think about that. What is it that you want for your life? In those last moments, what do you want to be most proud of? And start showing up as that today. So proud of you, friends, for all that you're doing. And thank you so much for listening because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sitting in my closet (laughs) with my phone on an upside down uh, laundry basket. So, you know, um, cheers to that. And maybe I'll get more professional or maybe I'll just keep it just like this because my whole point is real life, real stories, real moments. And when I feel called, this is where I'm going to come. It just works. So I love you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I hope that you get clarity as you do your life reflection. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this gives you permission to show up in the world in your truth, in your authenticity, in your vulnerability. The world really needs to hear that. If you love this podcast and it spoke to you today, and there might be someone out there who needs to hear it too, please share it with them. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love to hear a review and have you follow the show. But most of all, we just want to thank you for being here today, showing up in your truth, and spending your time with us. Now go out into the world and feel free to be the beautiful soul that you are. We love having you here.